Good morning and win today. Welcome to Mike TVJ Moments, a brand new program here on Emmanuel TV, where we dig deep into the impact made by Prophet TV Joshua in the lives of so many people all around the world. This program will be bringing out the different shades of Prophet TV Joshua, his empathy, his love, his generosity, and so many other sides that will be unfolding as the program progresses. So viewers, our theme today is all about letting love lead, speaking out for the voiceless and standing up for the defenseless. Sons and daughters of love, let us listen to this amazing message titled, The Power of Love. Viewers, thank you for your time. Turn your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 21, number 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? Jesus asked Simon Peter, do you love me more than this? Me, there are more to this. Just a word, do you love me? I want you to look at the expression, more than this. If I ask you, do you love me more than this? What kind of love am I talking about? Not just do you love me. Remember, there is human love. With this, human love is but a shadow of God's love. Do you love me more than this? Nothing can compare with the power of this word spoken from the heart. Remember, a man can profess to be a Christian and not such in heart. A man can profess to be a pastor, a prophet, and not such in heart. If I now say, I love you, and I'm not such in heart, it means I'm talking of shadow. The word I love you, spoken from the heart, can change your destiny. Love can make a king abdicate his throne, that is resigned. Love can make poor boy, poor man, beggar, become a prince. If spoken from the heart, nothing is as strong as love. That is, nothing is stronger than love, greater than all, because God is love. And God is greater than all. In this verse, as we have read here, God loves the strangers the widow, the orphan, the needy, 
Therefore, man, if he loves God truly, is under obligation to love his fellow man. God is concerned about justice and righteousness. Therefore, man, if he loves God, he must be concerned about justice and treatment of his neighbor. The power of love. I mean, so many things to take away from it. But uh, for me, I think what stands out is that you cannot love God and not love your fellow man. Absolutely. And, and Prophet T.V. Joshua lived that. He didn't care where you came from, what your background was, your shape, your color, your size, your nationality. He loved. He truly let love lead. That's right. And that, in my own word, is walking the talk. You see, it's, it's usually not easy to show love the way Prophet T.P. Joshua showed it because um, he gives what his life depended on, not giving you what he does not want. So he's all, and when he decides to help you, he comes all out, not reserving, no reservations whatsoever. And that, in my opinion, is another shade of love. That's right. And I know a lot of people feel, you know, when we talk about giving or help and showing love, uh, you know, it sometimes translates as though we're talking about money. No, it's not all about money. I know. You know, earlier you mentioned speaking up for the voiceless, standing right. for the defenseless. And I believe that's the nature of the relationship he had with our guest for today, right? That's right. And just like you said, that you have, there's faith, there's hope, and there's love. And the greatest of them all is love. Mm. So, guys, our special guest today is a prominent Nigerian civil rights lawyer, a former president of the Committee for the Defense of Human Rights, and also a friend of Prophet TB Joshua. Barrister Malaki Ogumado. Let's meet him. Good morning and winter day. You're welcome once again to a brand new program on Emmanuel TV. I have here with me a prominent human rights lawyer, former president of the Committee for the Defense of Human Rights. He's here with us. Viewers, help me to welcome Mr. Malaki Ogumado. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. I'm delighted to be here. You're welcome, sir. Viewers. So, um, I know you are a very good friend of Prophet T.P. Joshua, but first, tell us, how did you become friends with Prophet T.P. Joshua? Well, um, I think the opportunity and privilege was such that beckoned at me as a member of the Committee for Defense of Human Rights, uh, but more importantly, as the president of the Committee for Defense of Human Rights between 2015 and 2019. 
um, I got to know that he has been a friend to the organization. Oh, really? But more as a benefactor. Uh, little did I know that um, he was also deeply interested beyond the uh, spiritual work he was doing. He was also very interested in human rights advocacy and campaigns. Um, and then he chose his ways of intervention by identifying credible civil society organizations and supporting them as much as he could. And um, what is on record is that from the beginning of CDHR and from the very first president of CDHR, it was Dr. Becker Ramsomkuti, right. up to the present president of CDHR, Dr. Osage Obayewana, okay. um, we've all had to meet him because he was consistent, perseverant, and determined to ensure that uh, those centers of uh, agitation and campaign uh, that, that brought some relief and redress to victims of human rights violations continue to have one form of support or the other uh, that will sustain them and enable them discharge the functions of their office. And that is how it, it naturally uh, you became friends in my own time and I was brought to him uh, once we met um, there was no looking back he kept requesting for us to see and made all the necessary conscious effort to ensure that that which we do uh, from our own angle didn't suffer one way or the other in short I remember him saying that do you know we are doing almost similar work? Hmm. We are engaging on the spiritual front and you are there right on the street and engaging the polity, as it were. And that, that, that sent a very huge message to me. Um, well, it's a very long story. I can I imagine. I, could, I can only tell you how we met. Um, okay, well, uh, that's, um, that's quite um, uh, descriptive enough. Now, you, you have been privileged to have encountered Prophet T.B. Joshua in different perspectives. Now, which of these perspectives influenced you the most? Well, the fact that a Nigerian and a man of God was dramatizing sufficient capacity in the way and manner he did and consciously, deliberately impacting on lives in the way and manner he did it was remarkable to me. But above all, I was deeply fascinated by his sense of humility. No doubt it has always been said that greatness consists in humility. Absolutely. I did meet Prophet T.B. Joshua as a simple man. But the glory and grace with which he impacted the world, no less his immediate environment, cannot be separated from that, uh, that general attitude of humility. I think that aspect of him was inviting, so much so that 
there were actually no barriers. You were going to meet this man of God that had the capacity to influence the world, resolve crises in countries, mm. reconcile broken homes, Absolutely. and reach out to the poorest, and yet interact with the highest. And you suddenly be amazed that he was putting on a bedroom slippers. <laughs> and he makes jokes out of it. And the next day you come thinking that there'll be a retinue of officers. You see him usually in a short knicker while he's not in the pulpit. That's right. Some level of simplicity. Well, right? I, uh, that reinforced my conviction that greatness really consists in humility. That's right. And it was a magic wand that, that kept gravitating. Uh, towards the right values. So you, you were there overwhelmed by the thoughts of meeting a great man of God and you found out eventually that he's just like you yeah. and would want you to see it that way. That's right. So by his life, by his style, by his conscious, deliberate dispositions you could you could see why the true meaning of a christian is being christ-like that's right no wonder the bible talks about the children and going to heaven you must be and behave like them and little kids so I, I i i thought that was remarkable that was very instructive but i think that the other aspect of him that overwhelmed me was his natural penchant for, for reaching out to the underprivileged, the wretched of the earth, the deprived, the dehumanized. That's right. And he didn't do that by proxy. He consciously took out quality times to relate and associate with the downtrodden. With the downtrodden. I, I remember vividly on many occasions when he had to eat and drink with people whom you would want to deal with with a long pole. That for me gave life and meaning and zeal and zest and concrete expressions to what humanity means. Hmm. And I think that, in retrospect, a lot of people will be properly guided in human relations if we pay attention to most of the things he did. And make no mistake about it, I think it was him. Otherwise, he wouldn't do it so perfectly well. If he learned how to do it, you could find some, some mistakes. I remember seeing him on one of the postcards where he took the, the small kettle, bottle, from, okay. from the shoulders of, I think, a beggar hmm. and, and drank. Oh, wow. That way, the beggar felt a sense of humanity. And when he beckoned at him to eat with him, it wasn't a problem. That's right. So, a man who could do that. And yet still eat with the high and mighty. And, and the next moment, he's having 
interactions and conferences with presidents That's right. of reputable countries. What he did in Sudan mm. is still, is still historical. Yes. It's still um, a turning shed in the, in the annals of the history of that country. Uh, so there are so many of those high moments, but I can speak to these ones. Right. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's quite interesting to note that um, he has always informed anyone who associated with him one way or another that it's usually about how you made people feel, how, how happy people felt about your actions. That's what they remember the most. Now, you have had the privilege of spending time with him. You've seen the different virtues he exhibited. Now, which one of these virtues has really, I mean, have you found the most intriguing? Well, I, I had talked about his humility. Right, right. Um, then I've talked about his sense of humanity. Mm. So he's both humble mm. and humane. And had a huge sense of humanity. Um, they stood out for me in these three virtuous attributes you could describe the man prophet T.B. Joshua know that he was also controversial for those who chose to, to perceive him as a controversial person but I guess he left that to his creator and God knowing that there's very little he could do about it but he was intensely focused on why he came to this world. And that is to help people gain salvation. Right. And I think that he knew and realized that the degree of antagonism, of destruction, is directly proportional to the volume of God's work that you were doing. And so if you were not proficient, if you were not productive, if you were not effective, no one throws a stone that bears no fruit. That's right. The stones are thrown at the tree or on the tree that bears fruit. So I imagine that he internalized all of those. Um, destructive as they were, he remained focused and gave huge inspiration to persons who found themselves in circumstances like that. I'll give you an example. Okay. I remember, I think about 2018, I emerged as the national president of the Committee for Defense of Human Rights. Right. A foremost human rights organization and the second civil society organization in Nigeria after CLO. Okay. By the time I took over, the organization was at its lowest ebb in every ramification. Hmm. But when we took off, with the energy and the zeal that we brought to bear on what we were doing, it was only a question of time before the, the country began to realize that CDHR was back. Right. So, moments after moments, days after days, months after months, he realized that that organization he had always loved yeah. is now fully back. All right. He beckoned us to visit and we were here. We were, I mean, we came around 
uh, and as usual, he would support. He supported so much that I was able, for the first time, yeah. to take the national convention of the Committee for Defense of Human Rights to Kano. Oh, wow. Hamdala Hotel in Kano, in, uh, sorry, Kaduna State. In, okay. Hamdala Hotel. Hamdala, yeah. I can't forget that. Hmm. He literally bankrolled everything and provided vehicles, insisting that people who do the kind of work we do should not suffer any disability, wow. any discomfort, any deprivation. Now, that registered well, but there was also a corresponding envy that that created, even within our circles. And then people started writing unverifiable stories. Uh, and some of those scriptures, you know, found their way in the media. And wow. so we were a bit disturbed to say, this man will always want to remain circumspect and at the background, not wanting the whole world to know what he was doing. Right. How then do we explain this? So my friends and I decided to pay him a visit, believing that he must have been terribly hot by, by, this, by the publications. Mm. And then he, he, he burst into laughter. And laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And Quite said, unpredictable, yes, right? <laughs> and said, if you were not doing anything, no one will write about you. Absolutely. Correct. And that if he, he himself was going to pay attention to what the world wrote about him, he would have succumbed completely. So you could see approaching him with some degree of palpitation. Yes. And gaining the strongest strength from a man who has gone through the crucibles of his own trials mm -hmm. and reinforcing your conviction that all you need to do is to remain focused and your eyes permanently on the ball. Hmm. To be frank, if these are no lessons, I don't know what lessons you can derive. That's right. From. So we, we had a man who brought fame. To the organization. To, to the organization who brought fame to this country. I remember when the story broke that he was to relocate, I think, to the state of Israel or so. Every person that mattered, including the government of the day, protested and pleaded hmm. that he should not leave. Oh, and wow. I'm talking of what is in the public domain. That's right. That's right. That he should not leave. So why would it be so? Yes, the distractions were there, but everyone appreciated the quality and content and relevance of this particular man of God. For us, we have had to deal with a number of people, particularly in the fight against military hegemony in this country. Right. And we were fascinated to find a man of God who knew that the battle was not only circumscribed on the pulpits, that there are other centers of the battle that needed to be energized and activated to bring friction right. to the fight that we have uh, taken on to ourselves. So I, I still celebrate him. I cannot cease to enjoy the memory Amazing. of uh, of this man of God. And okay, I, I, I do pray and hope that he's with his creator. Absolutely. And I talk about memories. Um, 
Before I go to the last uh, question, I would say that you had fond memories of him. Now, what was the fondest memories of him that you had? If you wish to remember him, how would you choose to remember him in fond memories? Quite a number of them, but when you, you know, limit me to one or two, I will tell you straight away. All right. I watched him distribute food items mm. to indigent Nigerians. But the one that swept my feet off the ground was to see him carry bags of rice. Yeah. He was that down to earth. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't but wonder what manner of person and what the degree of humility with which he served God and humanity carry, you know, under the sun to reach out to the poor, to the downtrodden, to the weak. Yeah. That, that stood out for me. Uh, I had expected to see him on so many grand occasions or events, some of which were visitations to him. And it turned out that he was putting out <laughs> short makeup. <laughs> yeah. He was a very simple and, man. And that for me explained why we must continually focus on what makes us tick in content other than in form. That's right. Uh, I, I think I, think I there are so many, but I, I like to remember the man, the humble man, the selfless man, the man who was always eager, always eager to reach out, to give and give and give more. Hmm. That, that for me was remarkable. That's right. And I, I know so much more will be given unto his family and his congregation. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, finally, if, if you were to describe him in just one sentence, one sentence, how would you describe Prophet Tabi Joshua? He was a selfless personality hmm. and driven by a deep sense of humility, hmm. anchored on his determination to lift the weak and the poor. Wow. Hmm. That's how I would describe him. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Ooh, you it's my pleasure. Such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Viewers, welcome back to my TBJ Moments. We just heard the wonderful TBJ Moments of Barrister Malaki with Isaac. Yes. So, Isaac, tell hmm. me, what was your favorite moment with the interview of Barrister Malaki? Share it. All right, viewers. Uh, um, asking about my favorite moment of the interview we had with uh, Barrister Malaki, I would say he highlighted on the fact that the prophet was doing what he was doing as a human rights defense lawyer. The prophet was doing this spiritually while they, the human rights defense man, was doing his physically. 
So it, it, was, it was a spiritual, the spiritual backup. They needed a spiritual backup for what they were doing. And um, it made them even more visible in their efforts at the defense of human rights. And you know, I'd never thought of it that way. Um, you know, we read about activism, human rights and so forth. We read about it all the time. That's right. But um, it's not often that we look at it through the lens of Christianity, through the lens of our roles as sons and daughters of love, That's that right. we are always supposed to step in. You know, the prophet TV Joshua always says that you, you are a solution. You know, I am that's a solution. Right. That's right. And it, that's what this uh, comes to mind. You know, when I, when I thought about uh, this interview, as I watched it, I just thought, this is incredible. He identified a place where he could be a solution and he allowed God to use him in that place. Not just that, he also felt the pains of the downtrodden and was always empathetic with them. So that's, that's another rare uh, virtue that he, he you know, that we just discovered from the interview with Barisa Malaki. Mm. Or do, do, what do you think? It's true. Like, as you say, like Prophet T.B. Joshua, he didn't mind like your status here. He would just show his love. And as he said, nothing is as strong as love. Just a smile is enough to show that you love someone. A smile can change the life of someone. And he did it. That's right. That's right. That's incredible. Well, you know what, on, on that note, I think it's time for us to give an opportunity to the viewers at home. Uh, it's now time for us to hear what you have to say about your TBJ moments. As we all know, Emmanuel TV taught us that distance is not a barrier. So from all around the world, here are the viewers' submissions for my TBJ moments. Buenos días y vence hoy. Vence mañana, vence siempre en el nombre de Jesús. Les saludan los pastores Miguel y Marta Pintos desde Buenos Aires, Argentina. Y queremos expresar nuestro amor hacia el ministerio que nos ha bendecido tanto el ministerio de la Escoban y Emanuel TV. Amén. Hemos seguido al ministerio desde el año 2013 en diferentes cruzadas por Latinoamérica y hemos visto el mover de Dios a través de la vida del profeta Tibi Joshua en sanidades y liberaciones. En el año 2016 pude viajar a la Escoan, en donde iba a buscar una palabra de Dios, donde el profeta no sabía nada y él me miró a los ojos y me dijo, Jesucristo es confiable. Después de 32 años de estar trabajando, yo estaba pidiendo una señal, una palabra de parte de Dios, y el profeta me dijo, Jesucristo es confiable. Regresé a Argentina y empecé a trabajar en lo pastoral a tiempo completo. Mi vida cambió, la familia cambió y el ministerio cambió gracias a la profecía del profeta Tibi Joshua. Y así también queremos expresar nuestro apoyo, oración, amor a la pastora Evelyn Joshua en el legado y en la misión de cambiar vidas, cambiar naciones y cambiar el mundo. Mamá Evelyn, te amamos y contá con nosotros desde Buenos Aires, Argentina. Y esta es la palabra que tenemos de parte de los pastores Pintos para ti. El mismo Dios que estuvo con el profeta Tibiyoyo es el mismo Dios que está contigo. Si el Señor está contigo... ¿Quién contra ti? En el nombre de Jesús. Te amamos. Te amamos, te queremos mucho con todas las bendiciones. 
Olá, meu nome é Willy, eu sou pastor da Igreja Vida Nova na cidade de São Paulo, no Brasil. E eu estou aqui para dar um testemunho sobre a vida do profeta Tibi Joshua. Tive o prazer de conhecê-lo em 2016. De repente eu recebo um telefonema, um convite do profeta, para estar com ele na Nigéria, no dia 12 de junho, dia do aniversário dele. E uma coisa que já começou me impactando foi ouvir ele dizer eu quero passar o meu aniversário, eu não quero bolo no meu aniversário, eu quero passar o dia inteiro curando enfermos e expulsando demônios. E ele me fez o convite, e eu fui, 2016, primeira vez, indo para a Nigéria, chegamos terça-feira, tarde da noite, meia-noite, e já fiquei impactado também com a simplicidade do homem, depois que eu conheci toda a estrutura. Né? Um homem com a unção que ele tinha, com o trabalho que ele realizou, com tudo que Deus colocou na mão dele, era um homem simples um homem normal, um homem que ficava no meio do povo, um homem que punha a mão nos enfermos, que conversava com todo mundo, isso já me impactou, ver essa simplicidade dele. E aí, os dias foram passando, e eu fui convivendo o dia a dia do profeta, e cada dia impactava muito mais, né? de ver como Deus usava a vida dele, como ele era simples, como ele continuava simples, e como as pessoas eram curadas, eram libertas, então foram cenas que foram marcando a minha vida. Depois na cruzada no Peru, na cruzada na Bolívia, na cruzada em Israel, foram cenas que foram marcando. E eu tive o privilégio de conviver por cinco anos com o profeta, participando de reuniões, de trabalho, de discipulado com ele, vendo a simplicidade dele, um homem generoso, um homem abençoador. Quando eu tomei conhecimento do trabalho de misericórdia, das obras sociais que ele fazia, aquilo me impactou muito. Então o meu testemunho é esse, um homem que Deus permitiu viver nessa terra por um tempo. E por cinco anos, mais uma vez, eu tive o privilégio de estar com ele, de ver como Deus usava esse homem na simplicidade dele. Sempre o profeta Tive Jorge foi um instrumento de bênção na minha vida. Deus usou a vida dele para me abençoar em várias áreas da minha vida. Né? Fui curado de dor e, e, e fui convidado para trabalhar. E foi assim uma bênção muito grande. A minha esposa, quando eu voltei da Nigéria, contei tudo. Ela ficou assim olhando para mim. Ela falou assim, é exagerado. Eu falei, eu não sou exagerado, eu não vou te convencer. Você vai conhecê-lo. E graças a Deus, a Janete teve o prazer de conhecê-lo. E ela falou, realmente, você não é exagerado. É verdade, tudo que você falou. Pastor, a senhora tem uma grande responsabilidade. Né, de continuar... Isso que o profeta Tibi Joshua deixou, um homem de Deus, que da unção que estava no profeta está na senhora hoje, essa unção de milagre, de cura, de libertação, isso está. Então, o ministério vai continuar crescendo. Né? A Bíblia diz que se a semente não cair na terra e não morrer, ela não vai produzir frutos. O profeta Tibi Joshua foi uma semente que Deus plantou nessa terra também. E hoje, continua e o fruto será muito grande, serão muitos frutos, através da vida da irmã pastora Evelyn Joshua. Deus abençoe vocês. Welcome back to my TBJ Moments. We've just listened from viewers at home who took the time to send their wonderful TBJ Moments. Thank you very much for your time and viewers. Don't forget to submit your own TVJ moments on our social media platform and you can also send your video on info at Thank you very much. Yeah, well, 
What a show it's been, right? Mm, wonderful, marvelous. Yeah, I guess on that note, it's uh, time for us to, to go home and reflect on all the wonderful teachings and lessons uh, that have been shared today, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure that our viewers have learned a thing or two about the messages they just heard. Yep. Well, on that note, see you next time on my TVJ, TVJ Moments. Moments.